What's happening? Hour number three, J-Mart and Ramon, 104.5. The Zone, Bob Kessling of the Vol Network joins us in the next segment. About to do the W's and the L's and call balls and strikes Let's go. for this season of Vol football. But, yep, Jarrell Casey going to retire. Titans media will be able to talk to him later today. Yeah. Um, what a career. Ten NFL seasons, nine here in Tennessee. Was consistent, dependable. He was the anchor. For a long time, it was just like there was a roster and then there was Jarrell Casey. Pretty much. Yeah, he, he held the line for this this group for a, a, a while, man. And I know that because we played against him, and he was the first one up on the big board. He's the guy that made the team go, man. Major respect to that guy for sure. Seventh in franchise history, 51 sacks. Second only to Javon Curse in the Titans era, meaning since 99, since they came here. So... What a career for him, and it's going to come to a close today after one year that didn't really ever get off the ground in Denver because yeah. he got hurt so early. Yeah. I just looked up and saw something stupid. I'm going to say it, and then we're going to move on to the balls. Bart Scott. Oh, my God. Basically saying his concern with Mac Jones begins with his body, like him not having, not being shredded and seeing him without a shirt on. That dude's getting paid to say that. Who said this? Bart? Bart said this? Yeah. Okay. Is that because you played for the Jets, Bart, and you hate the Patriots? Like, what? why would you – what in the world are you talking about? What was the one thing that you knew about Tom Brady coming out of college? Because we've seen the photo a million times. He didn't look like an athlete. Right. <laughs> He's not benching 420. He's not going to run a 4-1. Just, just Just such a stupid take. It's just like, come on, man, be better. I'm with you – but Tom doesn't look all that amazing. I That's don't my think point. I mean, I mean, Patrick now he is looks an a lot athlete, better. But, but like, I mean, we're saying the same thing about Justin Herbert. We're saying the same thing about Josh Allen. I mean, come on, man, just such be, a lazy. I don't think Matt Ryan looks all that great. Uh, Sam Darnold. Um, yeah. If they tell you to I go mean, on TV and that's your take, just just turn them down that day. I don't have much for you today. I'm going to end up saying that Mac Jones is fat. So. It's what in the world? Like Bart, I said, be better. Uh, yeah. Uh, be better than that, be better please. Than that. All right, balls. <laughs> that, that, that really was unnecessary of him to say. Like, that's a bad that's why, topic like, to have. Bowling Green, they're going to win, Mom. They're going to win big tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right. Think we got W across the board yeah, there? We got a W across the board. Schaefer raises a thumb. Yeah. Pittsburgh. This is this is this is where it begins to get a little bit dicey. I got Whatever we see tonight is going to make us feel one way or the other, and it shouldn't because I don't know that this game is going to indicate much about what's going to happen next week. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with your team, Mom, and say Tennessee is going to beat Pittsburgh. I got them beating Pitt. It's a toss up. Mm-hmm. It can go either way. No it, doubt, it really can. That's why. Again, we don't know what this offense really, really looked like in Knoxville. But if it does look good, I'll feel better about the game. As of right now, I got them winning against Pitt because I know Pitt has their their, their equal struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Pitt. I mean, I got uh, UT. Shave? Uh, Going to go with UT, yep. even though I think Pitt has the better defense. I don't think they really have any offense. Right. That's a game where you can outscore them potentially. Yeah. Potentially. 
Uh, Tennessee Tech feel pretty good. The Vols win that game. Yeah, I got them winning that one. They're going to lose to Florida. Yeah, I got Florida. I just want to see them compete against Florida. Well, I think they were, that, that's the, the yeah. Offense. You don't want to get blown out by Florida. You can't get where is it at? It is at it's Florida. at Florida. Yeah, it's at they're Florida. a top fifteen ranked team. Yeah, but they have a lot of new pieces. Yep. By the time you get there, you're going to know more about Florida. But this isn't the year you beat Florida. No, not it's too soon. Then you start to get some of these closer SEC East games that you need to win. At Mizzou, you like Eli Drinkwitz. He's got that kind of swag. He's He's got personality. I like him a lot. Tennessee needs to win that football they, game. I'm, I'm with you. They need to win. Coming off of that Florida game, which I'm going to be a realist about it, like coming off of a loss, I want to see them respond. I'm yeah. hoping the proper response is them winning on the road, and I hope they don't tuck their tails between their legs and, you know, run away from this. I actually have them winning this one. I have them losing. You do? So do I. Yeah. Okay. Especially because it's on the road. Yeah. That's the, I think they'll beat South Carolina at home but lose to Missouri on the road the week before. I got them winning SC. One, two, three, four, five. That's five. Careful, me. Moan. I know. Uh, versus Ole Miss. That's at that's in Knoxville. I got them losing that one. Me too. Yep. I got them losing. At Alabama, I'll take the tide. Ah, uh, nah. I take. Yeah, I got. Come on, please take. One. Please take Tennessee in that game, that please. Uh-uh, I, I like how you did the okie doke there, and you I knew you weren't going to. No one knew. He's, I mean, everybody knew he was going to do that. Uh, at Kentucky, that's a big game. This one, I don't. I mean, that's going to be tough to call because I need to see what Kentucky looks like. No. Around. I feel like Once we need you get to revisit there. this. Like, you got the quarterback that ate the banana mm-hmm. with the peel on it on TV and looked like a doofus. He looked just Say jerkish. It. Say it, a doofus, man. Looked like he belonged in the shed, man. He was a tool. <clears throat> the thing that, that where we're at right now at this point in the season, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine games in is health for UT. And for UK. By the time you get to that game, I mean, everybody is for health yeah. at that point. Yeah. you got Georgia coming up after that game. How, so, did you pick UK already? I haven't yet. Well, I'm looking at it. Okay, go ahead. Let's Next week, you're playing Georgia and losing. Yeah. Okay? Are, you, are you looking ahead to a loss? Not as much as you would if you really thought you were going to compete with Georgia. Right. At that point, I don't think you probably are. The Kentucky, I just don't know what Kentucky is yet. So that's a tough one for me to pick, but I'm trying to think how many have I picked for them so far. I've picked four. four. Yeah, I think you. I'm sitting at one, two. Three. That's at Kentucky. I mean, it's not like that's the toughest place to play at Kroger Field. Five and one. That's where I'm at. I feel scared about saying that. What do you after, say about Kroger? After South Carolina. Or what do you say about Kentucky? <laughs> Kentucky. I don't know because to me they're Kentucky, but they have a solid program right now. Um, they have a culture, right? Right, right now, now, the program's better than Tennessee. It's, it's in a better yes. spot, but I just don't like. They won last year because of stupid play, and that team was just fully broken. The pick six and everything else, all of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's not this year. This is this might be the toughest game. This is a harder pick than Pitt to me. Yeah, me too, actually. Because then I'm jumping out over the ledge. That'll put me at friggin' one. Eight wins. We ain't winning eight this year. If you get eight wins again, I'm going to die laughing. No. Oh, man. But the Missouri game is winnable. I'm going to say they lose to Kentucky. I'll I'll say they lose to Kentucky, too. 
And they'll lose to Georgia. I want to be wrong. What do you think about Kentucky, Shay? I think it's a loss. Okay. South Al, I think they'll win. I got that. Vandy, they win that one. I, I agree with that. So that gives me one, two, three. I've got them six and six then. I thought I would end up five and seven, but when you look at it, if I give them Pitt, if I give them Pitt because they play South Al, Vanderbilt, and then I think they're going to – South Carolina's not good. Like no. South Carolina's got quarterback issues and all sorts of things like that. So I, I think six and six, six and six – I thought I was going to be five and seven, but I had not looked at it all individually. So, yeah, I guess I'm six and six. And this is where you can break it down. You look at Pitt – Possibly Missouri and Kentucky yes. as yep. coin flip games. Yep. yep. So if you pick one win out of those three yep. and you go with South Carolina and Vanderbilt uh, being wins for Tennessee, that gets you to six. Yep. That's what it's going to be. It, it, it's winning one of those three quote-unquote coin flip games. Because I've got Bowling Green, Pitt, Tennessee Tech, South Carolina, Vandy, South Alabama. See, but Missouri. you could talk me into Missouri or Kentucky and talk me into – you can talk me into some and out yes, of some. You can exactly. talk me. You can talk me. I just have a sense they're going to beat Pittsburgh, but I also know how close that game it could 50, be. 50 I could easily take Pittsburgh. You could sway me one way or the other there. If you lose to Pittsburgh, it's going to be tougher. I, I think the Pittsburgh game gives you a lot of confidence if you win that game. If you're Tennessee, you I'd find almost, a way to win it. I'll say this: I'd, I'd rather be three and zero going into Florida instead of two and one, but I'd rather lose the pit and win Kentucky though. You see what I'm saying? When in the conference. When in the Against a team that kind of on the same level against? with right now. Yeah, you're recruiting against. You compete. It's in conference. Like, at least you get them in the SEC East. So are we 6-6 six and six across the board? No, no I was, you were higher. 7-5. Okay. Because I picked the Missouri well, game. We had said the ceiling was 7-5. and five. Yeah. I could see it being 5-7. and seven. If you lose to Pitt, I think you're 5-7. and seven. But the whole time I've been saying 6-6. Six and six. I just think they can get the Missouri game. But the Kentucky loss would suck. I'd rather them lose to Missouri and beat Kentucky. Kentucky. I just look at it and say you either beat Missouri or South Carolina, or you don't beat them both. Because there's not, I don't know the consistency is going to be there. I think you beat either Missouri or Kentucky. You're okay. probably not going to beat them both. Okay. That, that might, either one of those, I agree. Bob Kessling, uh, voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, will join us on the other side. Get his thoughts on the season, what he's looking forward to seeing tonight what he's expecting to see tonight uh all of that and more when we come back jay martin ramon 1045 the zone welcome back jay martin and ramon 1045 the zone 11 year nfl veteran involved for life ramon foster jonathan schaefer i'm jason martin at ramon foster at schaefer on sports at jay martin radio at jay martin and ramon ball network coverage tonight of course Tennessee and Bowling Green, the hypo era begins. Got started with a bang last night with a video from the ridiculously talented people at Vol Films. They remind me of WWE, and that's some of the best stuff WWE does is their video production team. The Vols are unbelievable. And you narrated it, Moan. Yeah. And it was really good. I wanted to hate on it, but I couldn't. <laughs> it drives me nuts. This guy's really good, too. Bob Kessling, voice of the Tennessee Volunteers and the Vol Network. Bob, how are you this morning? Boy, I'm great. Good to talk to you guys. Ready? This, you know, this should be an official holiday in Big Orange Country. Opening day of the football season. So we're all excited about it. So, you've done this before with new coaching staffs, Bob. What, what, what has you most intrigued and excited about what Josh Heupel uh, could potentially bring to Knoxville? 
But you know what he's been? He's been so positive with all these guys. And, uh, you know, it's, it's no secret they've been beat down the last couple of years, and losing's not fun. And so now Josh Heupel just came in, and everything he's done has been positive. Uh, how he's approached practice. Uh, I, I have not heard him say one negative thing about a practice or one of his players. And so there's a really good feeling on uh, the practice field, around the building, in the locker room, uh, about this upcoming season. Uh, he wants to make it fun. His offense is fun. Uh, they want to put up points and shoot off all the fireworks they got. And uh, uh, so I think there's a lot of anticipation about just how good this offense is going to be. So talk to us about Joe Milton. Obviously, we haven't seen him in a ball uniform do anything in front of us just yet. But what's the what's the hype level for for Milton as as QB one for the Vols? Well, I think, again, everybody who's heard so much about him, uh, you know, he can throw the ball 70, 80 yards. He, he's one of the fastest guys on the team. He looks like a linebacker. He's about 6'4 and 240, and he runs like the wind. They, they, he might have to make a lot of plays with his feet, but he can sure throw it. But you know, what's, the, what's his touch on the ball? Will his wide receivers, because he has such a cannon, you know, will they be able to catch it comfortably and all those type things? And uh, is one of the big uh, reasons a lot of folks will be at Neyland Stadium tonight to see just exactly who this guy is a quarterback and what he can do for this offense. You started off this call by saying, you know, today should be a national holiday for Vol fans on opening day. So you're, you're in Knoxville. You're covering the game. Um, what is the feel around uh, the community as far as this team goes also? Well, I think they're anxiously optimistic. I, I think everybody understands – this roster, uh, the, the players they lost in the portal, and lost some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, several of those guys that left here are starting someplace else. Yeah. So it's not like the guys that left were, just couldn't play a lick. Uh, so you've got to replace a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. And he's brought in some people uh, like Juwan Mitchell, the middle linebacker yeah. uh, from Texas. They think he's going to help. And he could really uh, lead the defense. So you want to see these guys that they brought in, especially the ones that they brought in after spring practice, to see how much they can bolster this football team. Uh, you know, there's they're, they're good players on this team. There are probably not enough of them. And the depth of them, uh, that, that's another question. Uh, but, again, I, I think that's what makes every college football season mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Every year, Ramon, you know this, every year you were here. You have questions every season. You know, is this guy going to live up to the hype? Who's the guy that you didn't expect and he comes out of nowhere and suddenly is making big plays everywhere? So that's what's exciting about college football. I think that's what's exciting about this team is they don't really know what they got. They they know they got something, and they'll see how special it is tonight under the lights. Uh, Bob, um Today, as the kickoff um, starts and the game goes, it marks 100 years of kneeling, football in Neyland Stadium. Um, you've been a part of some of the, the, the renovations from going from what was 108,000, I think 102,000 now, the big kick against Florida, I remember. There's a lot of moments inside of that stadium. What has it meant to you and just seeing the progress over the years from different coaches, players, moments? Uh, what has that been like? Ramon, I, of course, I'm a lot older than you are, but when I came here as a freshman walk-on fullback in 1972, 
there were wood bleachers in the north end zone. And the uh, the south end zone, the upper deck only went halfway around. Huh. And so over the course of 50 years, look how far the stadium has progressed and what they've added to it. I guess the, the attendance maybe at that time, 60,000 or 64,000, something like that. Now it's over 100,000, so the stadium has grown that much. And that says a lot for the, the passion of Tennessee football in this state and the people that love it so much. Uh, but I remember that first game that when I was here, 1972, playing Penn State, first night game at Neyland Stadium, and people were going, they were going wild. And uh, and Tennessee won the game, and it was just a special night. And there have been so many special moments in this stadium with great players and uh, great moments. And you just hope that uh, Josh Heupel and the staff can catch lightning in a bottle and have some special moments this year. Bob Kessling of All Network with us here this morning on J Mart and Ramon. Bob, uh, what what does success look like this season for Josh Heupel? I mean, nobody's expecting him to go beat Alabama and beat Georgia, but what what should be the first step, and what's going to be a bit of a process for Heupel to try and and return Tennessee to a semblance of of what these fans at at least still remember it being in the past? Well, I, I think it's pretty simple. They want to see a well-coached football team. And I think if they are well-coached, they don't, they're not sloppy. They're, they're not jumping off sides. They're, they're playing as hard as they can. And maybe they just don't have enough to knock off some of the best teams in the SEC. But at least if they give a good effort. I, I think they're winnable games on this schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are every game that they've got is just going to overwhelm them. I, I think there are games they can win. And if they can have a winning season or at least get to a bowl game, I think people would be very, very happy about this season. But, and I think that same goal Josh Heupel has. He just wants them to play good, clean, hard football, be well-coached, don't be sloppy, don't make mistakes, and just play as hard as they can every single game and just see where it, uh, where it leaves them at the end of uh, 60 minutes. When you, look at, when you look at the roster, where, where does the strength lie? Uh, when you're looking at when you're looking at the team that's going to be out there, where can Tennessee do its best work this season? Well, you know that's a really good question, and uh, I think that's that's a question that Josh Heupel's trying to solve. They think that they have some talent at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that talent is unproven. I think uh, uh, Javante Payton, the transfer from Mississippi State, has been a real pleasant surprise. He has come on, earned a start. He's got some speed and some size and good hands, and I think he's going to be a factor. Uh, Valus Jones, he's been around six years now in college football, <laughs> so you hope that he can be a contributor. They're kind of waiting for Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver, one of the fastest guys on the team, to have one of those breakout seasons mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know use that speed and run good routes and, and catch the ball and do all those things they hope he can do. So... Uh, you know, there's a lot of anticipation uh, about the offense, and I think it all starts with Joe Milton, as we said before. I, I think Joe Milton has to be a strong point of this team. He has to play well mm-hmm. if this team is going to have a successful season. I've been uh, seeing articles and just looking at, you know, the tea leaves of, of everything that's coming out of UT, and right now what I've, what I've seen as of recently has been the defensive line saying they're going to take ownership they're going to take the front step and you got to think this has got to be an indication of what coach Rodney Garner has meant to that group and what he expects out of them also 
Uh, bringing him back definitely was a good thing for, for the University of Tennessee. Oh, absolutely. And not only so much from a coaching standpoint, but from a recruiting standpoint. I think he's really uh, helped build some great relationships in the state of Tennessee. And being here once before, you know, he, he knew the roadmap. He knew where all high schools are. So I think that's been a big, big boost to Tennessee. And you know uh, that his defensive linemen are going to be well coached and they're going to play hard. If they don't, they're not going to be on the field. So uh, a lot of it's on Matthew Butler, who has emerged as a leader. Uh, Tyler Barron is a guy who had yeah. moments last year and suddenly uh, he's coming on strong again. So there's a, a lot of reasons to be uh, uh, you know, hopeful that this defensive front in the first and the front seven, and I mentioned Jawan Mitchell too, you know, they hope he can be that middle linebacker that can get in there and stop the run and and uh, and really play well. So, uh, but you know, the secondary is going to be a key as well mm-hmm. because uh, Alante Taylor and and uh, Theo Jackson, Warren Burrell, those guys have played a lot of football at Tennessee, and they're expecting a lot of those guys, expecting those guys to be leaders on this team. So when it comes down to this, this, this season opener um and we just did our win loss uh prediction for the season here on the show I, I i was hesitant a little bit about who to pick which games to wins because we hadn't actually seen a lot from this offense we don't know what it's going to look like in knoxville um from your side of it because you see a little bit more than we do is it exactly what they say it could be as far as explosion as far as big plays and everything else that comes with it well yeah i mean it's got that potential and uh you know, Josh Heupel has uh, always put up big numbers. Whether he's at Missouri or Central Florida, he's always put up big numbers, and there's no reason to expect he won't do that uh, this year. So, uh, but you got, you know, you you've got to. They're looking for playmakers. Mm-hmm. They're looking for guys that, you know, can Evans, the tailback, be the guy they they expect him to be? Can Jabari Small yeah. uh, play as well, better than he did last year? Uh, is there anybody, Jalen uh, Wright, you know, what what kind of running back is, they think he's got a lot of potential. But that's the deal. It's all potential, and now the lights come on tonight, and we'll see how they play. Bob, Bowling Green last year was 126th in scoring offense and 126th in scoring defense amongst the 127 teams that suited up and played college football. Just because we're curious, when you've been looking at them in preparation to call the game tonight, who are a couple of guys that they have that could give Tennessee some trouble? Well, the quarterback is a guy who uh, came, played with uh, their coach, Scott Leffler, at, at Boston College when he was the offensive coordinator, uh, Matt McDonald. He played last year, kind of played with a hurt shoulder. He got that fixed. Uh, they say he's been very impressive. He can throw the ball. Uh, he's got good pedigree, so... They, they, he could be a guy that could give Tennessee some problems. They've got a couple of running backs that they like. Uh, there's a uh, their leader on defense is a guy by the name of uh, um, Anders. He led their team in tackles last year. But you know they were they were just not very good. They were 0 5. They've lost eight games in a row, um, stretching over the past two seasons. And so this has been a a beat down football team. And uh, you know this is a big game for them. This is kind of their bowl game. This is their when they're in the maybe the only time this season they'll be in a national spotlight. So you've got to think they're going to give Tennessee their best shot. And uh, 
So these opening games, you never really know. You better be ready to play because you don't know what they're they're going to throw at you. You don't know what the jitters are going to be for your guys and your team. So you better be focused and be ready when you go out there tonight. So when you look at the SEC East games, we we know those are those are going to be crucial when when we get to those. But a lot of us are looking to Pittsburgh as maybe the most important game for this team this season. If you win that game, you have a good chance to potentially be 3-0 and uh, going to Florida and at least feeling good and getting some good vibes going around that program for the first month. How big do you see the Pittsburgh game being? I think you hit it on the head. I think tonight they should go out and get some confidence, mm-hmm. and next week they know it's game on because this is the Pittsburgh team. They think they're going to come in here and give Tennessee all they want. Uh, they've got some veterans coming back. They've got an established quarterback. They've got a lot of things to like about that team. So uh, I think the Pittsburgh game is going to be a big-time measuring stick for this mm-hmm. team next week. But they can't be thinking about that tonight. They've got to be thinking right. about Bowling Green and go out and play a clean football game, don't have a lot of mistakes, uh, let the guys get some confidence, and then get ready for Pittsburgh starting on Monday. Um. UT is really in a good spot sports-wise, if we're being honest, and we're waiting for football. Best Basketball is done. Men's basketball is doing their thing. Uh, baseball has. Women's basketball has done their thing, too. And it's, it's like everybody's really waiting for this last step. Um, can you see this being a part of them getting into that same conversation with people excited to come to either uh, the baseball games or, or, or TBA? Sure. I mean, Ramon, you know, you were around here a long yeah. time. Everybody, everybody loves those other sports when they do well, but the spotlight's on football around here. Yeah. And you got to get the football program fixed. And uh, one guy told me when I took my job here at Tennessee, as long as, as at Tennessee, as long as you rush the passer, things are going to be good. And so Tennessee's got to get back into the mode of being able to rush the passer and being successful and, and winning football games. And there's a lot of optimism that Josh Heupel is the right guy for the job at the right time, and uh, that's why everybody's excited about tonight. Real quick on the way out, uh, obviously Tim Priest stepped aside, and we, of course, had heard him for many, many years, and Pat Ryan is stepping into that booth. How excited are you for, uh, for the new generation of, of Vol Network coverage? Well, I, I was sorry to see Tim go. I understand why he made the decision. His uh, son's a pretty good high school football player down at Atlanta, and he wants to go to all his games. And family comes first. I understand that. And so I totally understand why Tim stepped away. But he gave us 22 great years. And, you know, Pat's a guy that's been working on the network for a while. We do that Big Orange Hotline every mm-hmm. week. So he's been around the program. Uh, he, he loves Tennessee football. He was a quarterback here. And, of course, uh, spent some time uh, doing the Titans game. So he's got experience. And, and uh, we were over yesterday talking to the coordinators and the coach and, uh, it, I learned a lot of football listening to ask questions. I think the coaches were impressed. We can't play in the NFL 13 years and not know something about football. So, Pat, mm-hmm. uh, ask good questions, and we got a lot of knowledge, got a lot of insight from the players and uh, for the coaches. So, I think Pat's excited, and I'm excited, and it's gonna be a lot of fun tonight when we get it cranked up. Well, we're looking forward to hearing it, Bob, and we'll be chatting with you, I'm sure, uh, during the course of the season. Good luck with the first one tonight, and hopefully the Vols will go get a win. And, yeah, build some confidence for what should be a tough matchup next week. I got you guys. Hey, thanks for calling. Ramon, we'll talk to you later, man. Will do. Thank you. That's Bob Kessling, voice of the Tennessee Volunteers. He and Pat Ryan will be on the call tonight. Wow.
Uh, Bowling Green, not a team you would expect to put up a big fight. If they do, that could that that's not going to be great news. Right. Um, but he says, I think we all know it. Next week's the one you need to pay attention yeah. to, to, yeah. to just to get a, a little bit of a litmus test as to what to expect for the rest of this mm-hmm. season. I know W's and L's aren't the end of end of the discussion when it comes to the beginning of something. We're look Drake's new album hits tomorrow. What? Started yeah. at the bottom. We haven't gotten to now. We're here yet. No, yet. <laughs> that has not happened as of yet. So you you want to see the proper steps being taken mm-hmm. uh, when we come back. <clears throat> a lot of sports birthdays that won't count. And I'm going to try to be real tricky with you on a couple that would be way too easy if I weren't being tricky with you. Okay. So know that going in, Mom. You got your flowers for your stupid video last night. (laughs) I didn't do my plan to bring in a bag of white lily and throw it at you. No, buddy. You know why? Abby was like, do you know how flower spreads? Do you know what a mess that would be? I'm like, it wouldn't be that bad. (laughs) Oh, it would have been a mess. Yeah, it would be that bad. I would have just thrown water on the floor, too, just to make dough out of it, just so it could be like, yeah, Jason, pay for it. I also thought, I what if ways. I just put it on your car? You can try Or to pour the bag of flour on your car. I'd wash it for you because it's, all you got to do is just wash it be off. Be out there like the white shroot. But I wonder how long it would take you if, you if you're in the white BMW. It would take a while. For you to notice? No. With a bunch of white flour for in For it to car? come off and you to wash if it. you didn't notice it and then drove off. And then it's like puffs of smoke coming off your car. Like hilarious. Like in the other guys. Yeah, absolutely right. So I didn't do it. So you got your flowers. And now now comes the manure. Now comes the compost. It helps you grow. What? Manure helps plants grow. When we come back, Ramon Foster botches celebrity birthdays. We'll do that when we come back here. J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Jay Martin, Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Three hours almost down. One to go here. President, Pro Football Hall of Fame will join us in the fourth hour of the show. It'll be an interesting conversation. You'll want to hear that. All right. Birthday time first to get these out of the way. To get these out the way. Terry Bradshaw, 72 today. A little bit of Steelers. Mm-hmm. History there. Oh. Jimmy Connors is 69, the tennis legend. Eric Dickerson, 61, one of the great running backs of all time. Lennox Lewis, champion of the world, 56. Hey. Brandon Ingram, young stud in the NBA, 24. Mm-hmm. Marcus and Markeith Morris, of course. Both of them. Twins, 32. Evan Ingram, tight end, 27 today. It's two Ingrams today? Is there? The yeah, Brandon one? Ingram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ingram yeah, yeah. spelled differently, but oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Westbrook, 42, came from, uh, who was it we were talking about the other day? School, DeMatha. DeMatha. Yeah. DeMatha, yeah. And Tracy Smothers, who had passed away, pro wrestler. Uh, mm-hmm. I worked with him several times um, through the years. You want to talk about tough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tough. Old style tough. Like, you knew not to cross him tough. On and off. Like, hardcore match tough. Yeah. Or, no, hit me in the head with the chair. Like Stuff like that. Stuff you wouldn't do anymore, but he was also super nice and knowledgeable, and you would look at young guys in the locker room, and he would just be like, hey, why are you doing that? You don't need to do that. Oh, you for need real? To do this. One, of, one of the great pro wrestling stories that I recall 
was Ricky Morton walking into a locker room mm-hmm. of the Rock and Roll Express and dancing, dancing in front of these young guys that were all beaten up. He's like, I can still do this because I'm not <laughs> doing a bunch of stupid crap like you are in the ring, flipping all over the place. That's why you're not going to be able to walk in five years. Oh, he went in. He's just letting them know you're here, but I'm just here. like, hey, I'm over with a drop kick. You're having to do 720 corkscrew planches to get over. Which one of us is a bigger star? Them it's know. a different deal, but I mean, he appreciated what they were doing. But he's just like, you guys are not going to enjoy your lives when you can't move. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you talk about retired football players and stuff, and yeah, it's yeah. the same kind of deal. All right, the five that count. I told you I'm going to be tricky on some of these because a lot of them I think you're going to be good with. I mean, Keanu Reeves is 57. Mo. Matrix. Yep. There we go. John Wick. John Wick. That's one. one, be one of the is great there another one coming out too? Uh, yes, there is two yeah. more. I think I said there's one, yeah. two more. The new Matrix and two more John Wick films. Hell yeah! I haven't watched the Matrix since the second one. Uh, well, the third one was Revolutions. The new one is Resurrection. They announced the title of it last week. <laughs> Salma Hayek is 55. Salma Hayek, actress. She was in um, a movie with friggin' uh, uh, I know she is Salma Hayek. Is she in one with Adam Sandler? She was. Yes, she yes, was. What was she, right. Which one was she, she in was in, um, It wasn't Hogs. What was it? The Dad's one, wasn't it? Yep. yep. I, you're almost there. Uh, wild Hogs? No. No, no not Wild Hogs. Grown Ups. Grown Ups. Grown Ups. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yep. I'll give you the actual one because yeah. I know you know. I know she is. starred in bigger stuff, but that's the one that gets me right Like there. I said, I felt like you would be good. That's why I have to be a little tricky with a few of these. That's two today. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's going to stop. I think it's maybe you get three. Mark Harmon is 70. Mark Harmon? 70? I love Lucy. Mark Harmon. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Musician. Nope. Um, the thing game, is, you know him and don't even know Game it. show host? Nope. It wasn't the dude that was kissing people on uh, Family Feud? That's Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Ah, ah, I was close. Kill nope. him for the running man. <laughs> no, you really weren't. No. I'm off on no. that one. He was white also. <laughs> Just Mark Harmon, the lead in NCIS. Uh, uh, summer school star quarterback in yep. college quarterback in college at UCLA. Really? Yep. yep. That was a popular thing back then. If you play football, especially in California, you became an actor. It seemed like Cedric Haley is 52. Mo Cedric Haley. Definitely not Cedric. The entertainer. Um, was let's go with Spider-Man. The original one, Batman. Cedric Haley. I don't know who Cedric Haley is. What if I said Cedric KC Haley? Do not KC in the Sunshine Band? <laughs> you threw out a hint. I felt like when you said KC, it was a hint. That wasn't a hint. I it was a know. hint. I still don't know. What if I said Blank and JoJo? You don't get credit for it now, though. Blank and JoJo? KC and JoJo. KC and JoJo. Yeah, it's KC. See, I heard it was a musician. I heard you don't that. get credit for that one. You're not going to get credit. But I was in the ballpark. Micah, Will- here's the last one. Micah Williams is 48. Micah or Michael K. Williams? Micah. Micah Williams. Uh, that's definitely not uh, the guy from The Wire. Um, what guy from The Wire? That You're wrong. But what guy are you thinking of from The Wire? Michael K. Williams. Uh, not Marlo, but uh, freaking, what's his name? The Robin. Oh, yeah, Omar. I'm Omar, sorry. Yeah, Omar. Right, it's right, not right. Omar. Michael Kenthwaite, right. Yeah. I don't know who Micah Williams is. What if I said Micah Cat Williams? You Come don't get credit on, for that man. one either. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, 
They know that was his name. You're pulling names out. And yeah. there would not be nobody in his own chat that said they knew that. I told you. Cat Williams. Yep. Told you I had to be crafty because I can't say Cat Williams is 48, bro. His first name is Micah? Yep. I had no idea. That's pretty interesting right there. Nah, I'm off. So you got two. <laughs> you did all right. You see what Ron said? Casey is the only name we know. <laughs> <laughs> you got Keanu Reeves and Salma Hayek. <laughs> I felt right on a couple it's of Low them, bar though. for you, but I wanted to help you I out. I had KC in the sunshine, man, but I was off on that one. It felt right, though. And Slay saying four or five. Slay, get out of the chat, man. <laughs> just, just get out yeah, of the chat. Take your second nap of the morning. Take your fourth nap of the morning. Everybody know Ron takes a mid-morning nap. <laughs> Two of five, man. Fourth hour is coming up. Oh. We'll talk a little bit of NFL plus Pro Football Hall of Fame president's going to join us uh, in the second segment for a for a unique conversation, to say the least. But top of the hour headlines coming up. Jay Martin, Ramon, 104.5 The Zone.